think that there's like, there's no real one size fits all solution. And I think that what work works for one person may not work for you because it's just not your vibe. It's not who you are. So I, I always challenge people to kind of dig deep and, and, do what makes you what you feel most comfortable with uh, and most proud of, um, but also push yourself uh, to to get more more comfortable with taking those risks and doing things that are a little bit outside of that that zone of what you already do. You're listening to the Branding Gems podcast, a podcast that is not just interviews and conversations, is to bring you guys the best of the best women in branding and business to answer this question. What are your top three valuable tips and lessons that you learned along the way? And then we discuss it. To feel your passion-filled lifestyle business, I promise to bring you the best of the best women in branding and business. And together, we can grow and learn from the extracted advice that they provide. I'm Peggy Bree, and let's get growing. Hi, just a little mini introduction as usual. I just wanted to quickly mention that this episode is pretty long as not per usual, but it's so good anyways, and I want you to listen to it and let me know what you think. Please, please, please screenshot this on Instagram and share it on your Twitter slash Instagram and um, let me know what you think about it. That is so key. We want to grow this together and lift up more women in branding and business and to hear more from them and their brands and what they created and to also inspire your next branding project or just for you to listen about branding it's it's a little bit of that for anyone who is looking for that branding inspo to their next project so hi and also this guest i just wanted to also mention how amazing she is as the patience of a saint there were some technical difficulties that i had to get cut off in between but this guest is so amazing she stuck right to the end and honestly i love her so I can't wait to share her and to share her tips and let me know what you think. I will talk to you soon. Bye. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Branding Gems. I'm super excited to bring on the next guest. Make sure you stay tuned for the whole episode so that you can hear her top three advice and the gems she's about to drop. So today we have an amazing leader in the business world, Avery Francis. Always looking to what's next, Avery Francis has spent her career working with leading startups to navigate the challenging worlds of talent, hiring, and building creative cultures worth being a part of. A champion of diversity, inclusion, and belonging, she's a founder of The Bridge Program, a free code school for women identified and non-binary people in tech, formerly the head of talent at League and director of talent at Wrangle.io. Avery specializes in helping the world's best startups and most talented people grow their teams and their careers through her company, Bloom. Welcome to this podcast, Avery. Thanks so much. I'm so happy to virtually be here. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's so great to have you. I remember the amazing Sunday shower events that you held in Toronto and how great it was because you brought such amazing women onto that and uh, the decorations were amazing. You definitely know how to how to uh, create a party, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, it's one of my hidden talents. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, it's so good. And yeah, I would definitely say that when it comes to, I would feel the top leaders in Canada and, and Toronto, you always come to mind because you're such a builder of, of a great empire. Oh, thank you. That's so nice to hear. And I mean, I think that uh, there's so many amazing women in particular that are building a lot of really awesome things in the Toronto ecosystem. Um, I just think that it's such a creative space. Uh, you, you see a lot of people that are like founders and CEOs or even CTOs at, you know, growing and budding tech companies or even, you know, fantastic kind of freelance uh, business owners that are just I don't know, just like really like shifting and doing things differently and taking a new approach to like building and designing their career. So um, I don't know. I think that I get, I take a lot of inspiration from the women around me and the, in the network that you and I both are in. So good. Yeah. Toronto is such a great space for that. That's for sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So let's get going. What are your top three tips and advice in branding and business? And we'll start with number one. So number one would be to focus on your own personal brand. So um, not who you are uh, with the company that you're currently working at, or even specifically the company that you may own. I think that it's important to have your own identity out of your business entity. So, um, and, and that's, and that goes for people that work full time as well. Uh, one thing that I did when I worked full time was I actually uh, never used, um, I, I would have, of course, loved the companies that I work for and I would uh, get really kind of um, embedded in the culture and everything. But I, when I did my external kind of facing uh, information and content and when I would share stories, I would always kind of center the conversation around my be. Uh, and that goes for folks that work full time uh, for, you know, other folks or for individuals that run and have their own business. I think it's so important to have your own personal brand as cliche and to, as, as icky as that may sound. Um, there's a lot of value in focusing on telling your own personal stories outside of the stories of your business or the role that you have at a company that you work at. Yeah. So what would you say is... Can you define that value in having it be separated and what the benefits are for that? To set you apart. Uh, And it's not necessarily just about competition. It's so people better understand who you are, where you're coming from, why you're building or creating what you're you're doing, and then um, helping to attract the right people your way. So for me, personal branding, I don't, this is a, it's a, it's a way to describe it, but really uh, for me, I, I consider it storytelling. So I tell a lot of my own personal stories and experiences as a way to attract folks that either have those same experiences or are looking to learn more about folks that have those experiences as a way to connect. Um, and I think that now more than ever, as we spend more time online and we're connecting more digitally and virtually than we ever have before, it's important that Uh, folks kind of step a little bit outside of their comfort zone and share more about their personal stories, uh, whether it be their failures or their successes. Um, I want to see more women uh, being loud and proud about, uh, number one, their accomplishments, but then also um, how they do what they do, but then also, um, you know, why they do it and what their process looks like and uh, what led them to working in the way way that they do. Mm, That's good. So essentially... When separating yourself from your business brand, you'll be able to connect with folks on a more personable level and be able to build a community within that as well because you'll be 
meeting with like-minded people who are connected to you on that level. So actually, what are your tips in terms of community building for your brand? Uh, One thing that I would say around building community is just like, there's, there's something to be said about actually just sharing your own story and being okay with not necessarily getting responses back, being okay with not necessarily hearing back from folks, but just like sharing it out there for the folks that uh, it does resonate that may not necessarily feel inclined or, or, or totally um, uh, like, I guess, attracted to like reach back out to you. They, they, it's just like, I don't know. I think that for me, um, a lot of what I do around community building, uh, again, like not intentional, I just kind of, understand and know that there are a lot of people in particular women and women uh, that identify as black women that have had a lot of similar experiences to what I what I've had and I know that I have a lot of um, power and privilege in a unique way as someone that's self-employed as someone that is you know financially uh, you know in a in a rel- in a relatively decent position um, I know that if I talk about my experience with sexual assault in the workplace I won't get fired you know, um, I know that I'll have my job tomorrow. Uh, and I know that likely it will likely attract the right kind of companies um, to work with Bloom and potentially detract the companies that don't necessarily agree with my views. So um, it's been an awesome like self-selecting process as well. Like folks that um, that usually reach out to Bloom are so values aligned because I'm so uh, vocal about you know, my stance uh, and my perspective and my thoughts on, you know, whether it be something from politics to harassment in the workplace to, you know, what you shouldn't say to a black woman at work. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. I love how interconnected your personal brand and your business brand is like the, in terms of like the overall mission. And I love that you able to use storytelling as part of your personal brand to amplify the mission behind both brands so that's that's awesome and it it makes so much sense too because you'll be able to create like multiple brand extensions based off your personal brand and create many multiplications of of that and from it. So that's, that's so cool. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that, um, it becomes addictive because what happens is as you continue to share your story, um, of course, there's going to be people that judge you for it. There are going to be people that disagree with you. There are people that you are close to you that will think, um, that you may be a narcissist or self, self self-indulgent or, uh, self-obsessed, uh, for that matter. If you are kind of spending a lot of time on social media talking about whether it be your successes or your failures or, you know, sharing the day in the life, um, there, are folks that will kind of criticize you for that. But for every single person that has something negative to say about you taking that approach to to building your business, build, building your personal brand, there's going to be um, a handful of people that will celebrate it, um, that will resonate with what you're sharing, that will feel less alone because of the story that you've shared, or that will get more clarity on a specific situation or a challenge that they're navigating right now because of what you shared. So for me, um, the value in putting myself out there uh, and, and taking that risk, because it is is, um, it is a risk, right? Uh, to, to take any um, specific position on a, uh, or to share your yourself or your life so openly because um, you're opening yourself up for more judgment. Uh, so with that, I think that it outweighs uh, the, 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 the cons. Um, for I think it literally, I, I spoke once at a networking event and this was around the time that I was doing uh, a few speaking engagements around our sexual harassment in the workplace. And I had shared my own personal experience with that. And uh, there was a woman that came up to me at the end of one of my talks and she 
didn't look like someone that was like kind of within the tech ecosystem. Uh, she was a, an older woman and um, she was definitely a, a mom. Um, and uh, she, she had come up and shared with me that she had uh, three kids and uh, she has nothing, has no idea what tech is or, or what it, what it stands for at the time. The, the, the talk was actually at this, uh, at a, a Shopify. It was, that's where the, we hosted the event. And when I was doing this, um, talk, she had said, I'd never been to a tech office, um, never had been in this industry. She's like, I drove from three hours uh, away to hear you speak because my daughter was assaulted at school and I want to understand what she's going through. And I'm trying to reconcile that. And she was holding both sides of my arms and was sobbing whilst sharing this story, this, this heartbreaking and horrific story with me and experience. And she had traveled so far, um, to a completely new space, uh, with unfamiliar people to learn more about my experience. So she could get clarity on her daughters. And, um, so she could learn and understand how she could help her, how she could support her. Um, and, and that, in that moment, um, it made me, it, 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 it was an illuminating experience for me because it, it made me realize that like when I go and speak at a networking event, it's not just an opportunity for me to, you know, gain some street cred or meet some good people or like rally up some biz dev for my company. It's, it's, it, it can be life-changing for some people. And I think that everyone um, has a unique story to tell and share with the world. Uh, I just wish that more people would do it. Uh, and more people would feel more confident and more comfortable with sharing their experiences. Because I think that as we share more, as we've seen with the uprising of the Black Lives Matter movement, uh, with the Me Too movement, um, with all the, um, the, I guess, the, the, the social media culture that's taking place right now, people are becoming more and more uh, vulnerable uh, online than ever uh, and, and building community that way. I think that I'd love to see more people feel confident with doing that. Mm-hmm. It is interesting that when you connect on a personal level in a vulnerable way, it allows for that conversation to be out in the open so that people can relate and talk about it from their point as well and to create that conversation and community in that. And you're you're so good at being able to say those bold statements and being able to open up about bold parts to your life out to the community so that's awesome that you're able to be so bold in that thank you i really appreciate that it's it's not something that has been super intentional i've always been a big big sharer i've also been relatively like from a young age and i and i actually told this story to someone that i work with um ashley she's our ops manager at bloom and I was trying to give her an insight in terms of like who Avery was before Bloom, before work, um, just as like a teen, like not a teenager, as an adolescent, as a young girl in high school, uh, I was enrolled in an arts program. And in that program, I was at the time fascinated with artists like uh, Barbara Kruger, uh, who was a, a, a 
influential like feminist and um, creator and artist at the time. Uh, Billie Eilish actually uh, has a song recently that came out called Therefore I Am. And Barbara Kruger is most well known for the work that she did around I think Therefore I Am. And it was all around like um, misogyny and privilege and power and capitalism. And I was just fascinated with her work at a really young age. And I also was fascinated with Andy Warhol. So I did an Andy Warhol and Barbara Kruger inspired piece of art at the time. I had a, a, a peer of mine at school when I was in grade 11 take photos of me in a pink Victoria's Secret bra uh, at school, which I don't know how that slid, but it happened. And then what I did was I transferred those photos and created silk screen prints of myself in the bra in multiple different poses. And what it what it resulted in, yeah, what it resulted in was a nine. Um, it was like a kind of a grid uh, format of nine different shots of me in different poses, um, looking quite smug and in some cases I would say kind of sexy and free. And um, it was for my like end of year project, um, and it was something that we would work on for months uh, and. At that time, my the my art teacher was like, "This is great, but you're missing something. There needs to be something more than just these nine photos." And what I had come up with, uh, she was actually more so alluding to a, like a frame, a way of because um, at the time it was just on this big kind of uh, piece of canvas, and. I had interpreted it as like, oh, I need to, I need to add a message, and that was where the Barbara Kruger aspect of it, because Barbara Kruger would take cutouts of like newspaper articles and everything, and she did this like collage type art, and I was like, you know what, the Barbara Kruger influence is here, it's implied, but it's not actually here in your face. So, <laughs> what I decided to do is I went to Dollarama, I bought. Um, uh, big block letters from uh, Dollarama that were in black. And at the bottom of this piece of art, I put, go ahead, judge me. <laughs> that piece of art was literally <laughs> that piece of art. And I was at the time, like, I think 14, 15, um, probably maybe 16. I, that hung in the school for two years um, in the hallway. And I think that that I sometimes I think about that Avery, that version of Avery, because I was so fearless and so bold and so brave, like to do something like that in high school is just, it's, it's wild, you know, um, and it makes me think a lot about what I do now. And I think that as I, through my teen years, and especially through my 20s, I lost a lot of that confidence uh, for multiple different reasons due to men and dating and, you know, subscribing too heavily to the media and what I thought I should look like. And it wasn't until I kind of uh, entered my 30, being okay with not being liked, being okay with people maybe not necessarily resonating with something I say, um, and, and being being comfortable with like asking for more and putting myself out there. Uh, so, and it's been a transformative experience, both for me and, and for my for my business. It's been fantastic. It supports a group of, you know, at, at the, at the top right now, nine women in different capacities of employment. And that extends for many different opportunities for them. So that's what fuels me now is uh, seeing them rise and seeing them do really great work and seeing them succeed. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love how bold you are in being able to create that space where other folks can also share their um, uncomfortable experiences or 
or even just their bold statements and be able to in itself create a huge community for that and for those statements. So I love that. You're really good at building communities. Yeah. And there's going to be women after me that will do things completely differently. I think that at the end of the day, um, there's so many different books and guides and articles and blog posts and Instagram reels and uh, carousels that will give you advice on how to like up your branding game. But I do think that the best branding oftentimes is like, is bold and um, bold in your way. You know what I mean? Fun in your way and um, has a persona to it. And it has personality and tells stories. And I think that people need to specifically service-based business owners and especially folks that women that are wanting to uh, build their own um, business or their career with as a full-time employee uh, that helps to build companies. These are all things that you can do in your own way. I think that there's like, there's no real one size fits all solution. And I think that what work, works for one person may not work for you because it's just not your vibe. It's not who you are. So I, I always challenge people to kind of dig deep and, and do what makes you what you feel most comfortable with uh, and most proud of, um, but also push yourself uh, to to get more more comfortable with taking those risks and doing things that are a little bit outside of that that zone of what you already do. Oh, so good to just be unique to you and to use that as you know to leverage off of that and to really own it. I love that. Totally. I always say like a lot, <laughs> a lot of what. Uh, like now that I'm an entrepreneur and I and I have a business that you know we hit our we had a we had a huge milestone of hitting one million in revenue this past year, which was wild. Um, a year in, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Like and during a pandemic, pretty pretty outstanding. Um, as someone that's like that that's had that's and I'm learning every day. I'm still learning, and I and I but I I can say that a lot of what's out there, uh, a lot of some of the most simple business advice is so true. Um, you know, like being your authentic self, not trying to replicate uh, what other people are doing, doing what works for you, um, you know, uh, giving yourself time to grow, being patient with yourself, being patient with your business. Uh, not everyone has the privilege of, 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 of time uh, and, and flexibility, but if you do have it, be patient with yourself. Uh, I think that small things happen. Uh, big change happens with small, uh, with small actions over time um, and, you know, nothing nothing blooms all year round. And that's so true for people in their careers and with their companies and with their businesses and with highs and lows and triumphs and failures. It's just, it's, it's a, it's a bit of a roller coaster, but like some of the most simplistic and uh, obvious business advice that I thought was, you know, just white men sharing business jargon. A lot of it's really true. So (laughs) So yeah, so yeah, thank you so much for like passing down that wisdom, especially it from someone that, you know, it's like tried and true advice that is, you know, works and that is so great to hear and to help other women in that because it is a long-term game after all. So though that tip is solid and actually like you are really good on growing on instagram for your community any any bonus tip in terms of effectively growing on instagram say that my specifically from a strategic perspective the carousels that i've put out um with information about stuff i've been doing diversity equity inclusion uh, training and talks and conferences since probably about 2015 uh, it wasn't until this past year that I 
uh, actually to, in 2020, I had made um, a commitment to sharing more tangible and more specific, uh, you know, like kind of things that people could learn from on, on the gram. And once I started putting those things out there, I built a broader and bigger community and folks that I'd always dreamed of working with started reaching out for my support, um, and for Bloom's help and for my help. So I think that, um, actually I, I, and I, I tried the whole, like, posting pictures of me traveling and, you know, with an inspirational quote at the bottom or, you know, a life <laughs> lesson in the, in the, in the, in the blurb. Um, I think that being simplifying some of the things that you know very best uh, and some of your opinions and some of the things that you've learned and sharing that with the world, especially if you're looking to build your business, uh, that's a great way to drive, um, you know, more activity and more interest and of course leads. Uh, so just to, I love talking about numbers uh, and tangible kind of data. And just yeah, last year alone, uh, Instagram led to about $500,000 worth of revenue to mm-hmm. Bloom, mm-hmm. So which which helped me. And, and I, I mean, it's not just about the money. I mean, revenue is so much different than profit. But at the end of the day, that was able to help me like and support Bloom in hiring and employing more people to join our team during a pandemic. It was uh, it helped me to avoid doing painful layoffs uh, during a pandemic, uh, and it also helped us to educate and support our community of people that uh, are wanting to learn and, and do better, uh, and then also just to grow in general, whether it be in their careers or personally or collectively with their friends and family. So yeah, Instagram is awesome. The the things that I found most effective have been actually talking about tangible, real life, growth centered things uh, versus posting photos of me uh, traveling or with my family or looking cute in my glossier hoodie. (laughs) (laughs) So good. And I love that you like reinvested it back to to what you do and to also help other people with that and and giving them jobs. Like that's amazing. So I applaud you for that. Yeah. Even when I do, like now I've been having a lot of companies reaching out to do brand partnerships with us. And I had a company recently reach out that wanted to do a brand partnership. um, And I loved the company, loved the business. uh, And I've actually worked with them in the past uh, as a coach. And I actually decided to forgo the, the the money that they were going to pay me that would be decided to forgo the, the, the money that they were going to pay me that would go directly in my pocket and would probably help me to renovate my house. And I actually asked if I could have my entire team participate in their, in their program instead of me taking the money. Uh, and they were like, that's amazing. That actually makes so much more sense. So there's not going to be any money exchange. It's more so like I'm helping my team grow and, um, and, and build skills, uh, in an area that they were all benefit from, whether it's at bloom or in the future, uh, as they continue to grow in their careers. And I've been trying to do the same. Like I personally don't like love I don't love doing brand partnerships, but there's a lot of value in, for me as a, as a black woman, um, showing that representation, like being represented with some of these big brands that are reaching out. Um, so I, I understand that. And that's one of the reasons why I do it. But then also uh, it offers a great opportunity for me to have extra income to reinvest, whether it be into my, my, my team or into uh, within to the community. So that's, that's what I do. I have, I take that money, I put it into like a little kind of pocket. And when we are donating or when someone needs support, or in the past, I saw a person that this was a while ago. They 
were nominated for the uh, for this Forbes um, kind of t- top thirty under thirty, and there was this big kind of meeting thing that was going on in Tel Aviv, and they didn't. They it was amazing because they got nominated for this thing and they could go and do it, but they weren't actually compensating and paying for everyone's flight. So I actually, um, you know paid for a portion of that individual's flight so she could go. So like, that's, that's the kind of stuff that I like to do with that, you know, (laughs) brand partnership money, (laughs) um, uh, is invest in other people's growth. And I'd love to do more of that and have more structure around it. Once I actually have time to think and breathe and and actually build a framework um, as to how that would work. Let me tell you, you're such a leader, Avery. You're absolutely amazing <laughs> um and speaking of let's go to tip number two it's just we we, we did, i know oh my gosh two tips and i'm like oh what you're saying is so good already <laughs> there's a couple of tips in there already but i think that um the second tip around branding would be to uh, in my personal opinion um, I think that Canva can take you a long way, but it doesn't hurt to actually work with someone that understands branding. Um, as someone that at fancies themselves is quite the creative, I went to school for marketing and advertising. I can work my way around the latest version of um, Photoshop and um, I, I and ended in design. I think that there's so much value in actually working with someone that understands the psychology um, as well as the uh, behaviors behind design. And and that's something that I just simply don't know about. And uh, I built and designed our first website and the brand for Bloom. And it took us to a certain um, certain point in our uh, in our growth story but at one point it, it just plateaued uh, and we weren't getting the 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 interest on our website we weren't getting people reaching out people didn't really truly understand what bloom stood for like what, what we what kind of company we were you know what kind of what our persona was um, as a collective and I invested in working with a designer uh, at a time where I didn't have the type of money to do so uh, but it was a it was something that I felt was really important and her name's Andrea. She's fantastic. Uh, she actually rebuilt uh, the Build with Bloom website and designed it and helped us with our brand ad- identity. And let me tell you, the process that she took us through uh, to actually land on what our brand identity was, what kind of company we were, it, it, it has translated into how we talk, uh, how we communicate with people via email on our website, what kind of clients we work with. Like it's, it helped to put so much more into perspective. So I think that there is a lot more behind branding than just having, you know, a high res logo. So I think that that would be my second tip is to, if you can, and when you can, um, in, invest in someone. So good. So good. Um, yeah, you're right when it comes to like the, the psychology behind communication design. And when you bring it up, when you just, I guess, put that into the hands of an expert who knows how to hone it, it's it's so good to rely on them for that. And it, it's so true because like, as I guess, business owners and entrepreneurs, it, it's so easy to want to do everything by yourself, right? But, and to, but when you're letting go of certain aspects, like for example, like design to somebody else, like it's, it's a little bit, you know, a thought process behind it, right? It's like, oh, I have to let it go. And I kind of want to still keep it. So what is that process like, like when it comes to really letting someone like handing over your baby in someone else's hands? It's remarkable. It's such a freeing and um, empowering experience. Number one, if you have the um, the means to do so. I mean, that's a pretty awesome experience in itself, getting yourself 
point where you are able to invest back into your business and 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 and, and in some way back into yourself. But um, I'm the kind of person that's a type A personality. I like to have control. Um, this was a piece of advice that I saw from Casey Nesiet. Long ago, I was watching one of his podcast, one of his YouTube videos, and he was talking about one of the key recipes for a success. Success, and he's not the first person I've heard say this. Uh, it definitely won't be the last. Uh, he just said that you know, hire people, employ people, connect with people that are better at doing the things that you're not that great at, so you can focus your energy, um, that high value um, on the high value work that serves your company that will let it grow. Um, it doesn't serve me or my business or my team to be focusing on administrative duties. It doesn't, and it's not something I like to do. So I don't do it well. Um, I'm not the most ops savvy person. Uh, and that's one of the reasons why I hired Ashley uh, Gibson to join our team at Bloom. Uh, I'm, I've moved away from doing a lot of recruiting, you know, so I've hired two or three recruiters. I would probably earn a lot more money if I was doing all the things, um, which would be awesome, but I wouldn't have the same amount of time that I have, uh, that bloom wouldn't have blossomed the way that it has over the last year, because what I have now is more time to focus on the things that I love doing within my business and the things that I'm actually really good at. Uh, so the quality of work that the clients that partner with bloom is, are, is getting, are getting is, is top notch because there's there's a team of people that are focusing on different aspects of the business that business that makes sense and some people are full time some people are part time some people are freelance um, I'm I'm very thoughtful in terms of like there's certain things like for example I'm not the best writer long form writer when it comes to blog content so I work with a man by the name of Stefan Pelios he helps me with um, crafting and putting out all of our blog content for Bloom. Uh, I essentially talk to him like you and I are doing right now. And he transcribes that into a blog post and there's no shame in doing that. Right. It's just, it's something that if I were to do it, I would spend about a month, uh, crafting each, each, uh, piece of content. And then nothing would basically see the light of day. And it's important content that our clients need to see that people that are searching for jobs need to see people that are weathering this like shitstorm of a pandemic. So that's why I like, I invest in, um, in people that, uh, that yeah, that that do things that are just better uh, at it than I am, and I think that uh, the way that I worked this out is um, I created a mind map, uh, a column of things that I like to do that I was good at, and then things that I didn't enjoy doing that I wanted someone else to do um, that that were really important for the business, and it was those areas where I highlighted that I need to find some folks uh, to to join uh, f- join the Bloom Collective and help us grow. So yeah, it's it's a it's a really really fantastic experience. It's so hard to let go, but if you are able to, um, and if you have the means to do so, and once you do let go, it will be some of the one of the most empowering experiences as a as an entrepreneur and as a business owner. Oh, everything that you said is so true. Like if you can propel everyone and put their best foot forward, like why not? Right. And it's so good that you really put that all together and really helped rise people up through that. Like all in all, you, you know, building other people within your company, like, and, and making their best skills to come, you know, and growing in their, their field. Like it's, it's so good that you provide all of that as well. Let's go with the last tip. What's your final most, I guess, valuable tip that you have to give to everyone? So my final tip when it comes to branding, whether it be your personal brand or the branding for your business, and of course, I'm saying this is someone that's not an expert in branding, but aside from actually hiring an expert to do the work is to actually have fun with it. Uh, I think that 
branding can be such a really fun and exciting process. And I think that if you have fun uh, whilst aligning your branding strategy with your core values, a lot of really great things can come out of it. It, it almost can be like a, per- a personality in itself, uh, aside from like who you are as a person. Uh, for example, um, my go-to, like I wear black, beige or neutral is pretty much every day. And when I was thinking about the personality for bloom or even for Sunday showers with the branding, I wanted something to be bold because that's the work that we do. I want it to be friendly. I want to be approachable and I want to be classic in a certain way. Uh, And although like my heart always leans towards like a very neutral black on black beiges kind of like monotone approach. It just isn't necessarily totally um, the personality uh, or the, the tone or even the vibe that bloom really kind of uh, offers uh, when we're working with organizations or even like Sunday showers as a, as a business as centered around celebrating women's uh, and non-binary folks, professional achievements outside of and accomplishments that they have with their family or with having kids or with getting married. I was thinking about like, what does that feel like? Uh, right. And I wanted to have fun with it. And with that, that means like not necessarily doing something that um, mirrors my fashion sense or the way that I would design my home. It's meant to actually mirror and like really kind of show the personality that we have. And, and that was the really fun part for me. Mm-hmm. I love that. And I love how authentically it translates not just visually, but like overall in your brand and business. And it is obvious that you have fun with it and it attracts the people, the right people who wants to have fun with branding and business as well. So it really, you know, it creates that attraction for people. And it and it's awesome when you can double have it um, be so fun in, in your in your way as well. And what's next for you? What's coming up? We have lots of things going on. I've been trying to keep my head down and focus as much as possible on Bloom. Uh, we've been actually pretty much like really busy at the front lines to a certain extent of like doing this work, educating organizations on all things diversity, equity, inclusion, and then helping companies build in a more inclusive and thoughtful way. So that's where we're like just we're we're doing a lot of internal uh, stuff, not the fun stuff that people have out, out see outside of the organization. But right now, our company is primarily focused on um, a business to business model as a services organization. But what I've been thinking a lot about is like business to like B two C, and what does that look like? And I I wouldn't consider B two C as like a business to consumer. I would almost consider it as like business to community. So how are we going to be supporting and enriching and uh, contributing to the community of folks? that um that, that that we that we look to serve and support uh and, and not necessarily just through organizations so that's uh, that's what we have kind of that we've been working on uh, this b2c business to community model how we can serve and support uh and and help to grow those communities whether it be through our diversity equity inclusion learning experiences or uh through coaching and mentorship so that's been a big focus we also have a really fun branding thing that we did that we're going to be putting out very soon uh it's been six months in the making uh but i'm really really pumped to to have that uh see uh the community and for folks to be able to interact with it it will be the first physical thing that we've actually put out there so yeah that's exciting and and knowing how Avery is like I know that she's all about community building like she really it really is so much in the core so I really am so excited to see that and really support all those endeavors so I'm excited 
awesome where, where can people find you avery francis on both twitter and instagram a-v-e-r-y-f-r-a-n-c-i-s uh on instagram again it's avery francis instagram and twitter awesome awesome well thank you so much and we are going to sign off now hey welcome to the end of this episode you are literally sticking to the end thank you i appreciate you i love people who stick to the end on the highs and lows i appreciate you for that and so i just wanted to quickly say please rate it on apple and spotify or whatever podcast you are listening from that would be really appreciated and helped and yeah thank you again and this is my bye for now i'll talk to you soon note but also my thank you note um i appreciate you so bye